Welcome to the Transit Lounge. I'm your host, Chandra. As a recovering workaholic, I want to explore how you can do more of what you love without burning out. I'm on a mission to promote true well-being, the contented state of being happy, healthy, and prosperous. Through interviews with savvy entrepreneurs, authors, and industry experts, we'll share insights, inspiration, and practical tips on how you can be CEO you in the business of your life. Let's go. Hello, and welcome to the Transit Lounge podcast. I'm your host, Chandra. Thank you for being here and choosing to listen today. This episode is part two of a three-part mini-series about these three stages of career change. So if you haven't listened to part one yet, you might want to go back and listen to that as a lead-in to this one. As a quick recap, when you are wanting to make some sort of career change, you can just want to have it all happen, just happen, to hurry up and to be at the other side where you're suddenly magically in a new role or just doing something new and you're enjoying it and earning great money and just generally loving life. And whilst that sounds like a nice place to get to, and it is, it rarely happens that way in like a single bound. Unfortunately, it can take time to get the clarity that you need on what's next for you and how to get there you know, to be doing all the things that you need to do to make it actually happen. And so looking back, I guess, through my own experience making career change several times and from all the clients that I have worked with to make change in their work life, I have identified three main phases. And I noticed that I sort of talk about them in using either stages or phases interchangeably sort of in the process. So either one of those, I mean the same thing, but I wanted to share these three stages with you so that you can see where you're currently at right now and what you can focus on in whatever phase you're in to keep you moving forward. The other thing is that these stages are not necessarily a one-time stage They might be visited multiple times throughout your change, depending on what you're wanting to do or achieve. There is likely going to be potentially a bit of sort of rinse and repeat going on through the process. So once you've worked through phase one, which we covered in last episode, and remember, you can go back and listen to that episode if you haven't already, and you've gotten the insights from phase one and the takeouts that you need to get from that stage, then you're ready and you want to move into stage two, which is planning. Now, planning is just so important. And I get that it's not necessarily seen as super fun by many people, but the benefit of planning is mostly seen and felt after it's done. So it's one of those things that You might not enjoy it at the time while you're going through it, but it will just serve you so well once you've done it. And I found this really lovely quote by Mary Oliver, who is an American Pulitzer Prize winning bestselling poet. And she, her little quote is, tell me what you plan to do with your one wild and precious life. And notice she said plan. You have to plan what it is that you want to do to give yourself a bet shot of making it happen. 
And I'm not saying you have to plan every aspect of your entire life, but with things that are important, planning makes a big difference. So in this planning stage, you actually want to and need to dedicate some resources, some time, some energy and focus, and potentially, most likely at some point, some money to making a plan about what you actually want to do. Some interesting stats that I came across in preparing for this three-part episode series is that the average time that people are staying in a role now in Australia is just over three years. I think they say 3.3 years. And that's a lot lower than it traditionally used to be. And I think that people are predicting that that's going to continue to be the trend, that people are going to be more likely to move around a little bit more, move on from roles more quickly than they have in the past. And so if you are at that stage of feeling like career shift or change, either into doing a very different way of working or what you actually do for work to do something different, you are not alone. The other thing that I came across in doing a little bit of research about this is that apparently 37% of job seekers, when they're looking, searching for a job, they actually don't know what role they're looking for. And the process of looking for a new job or creating career change can already be quite frustrating and emotional because generally there's a reason why you're wanting to make a move. And when you don't know what you're looking for, that doesn't necessarily help you. The other thing that the research that I saw said was that the average job search lasts for about or takes about 82 days. And it does obviously vary depending on a whole lot of factors, but on average, it's about 82 days. That's that's three months. So given it takes time to find or create a great new role, there are many benefits for you in having a plan. Starting with the fact that planning helps you have a more realistic idea of how long it might take to find or create the sort of work that you want and a plan to move through it. As an example, for me, I'm not looking to change my professional situation, but I'm working on a project that is shifting the balance of the type of work that I do. And I've had these ideas for so long and I really, really want to do it and get to it and I will get to it. But the process that I went through recently of actually mapping out and creating the plan of all the things that have to happen and to be done and which things need to happen first before that thing can happen, it actually made me be able to look at it and realize that I was trying to achieve so much too quickly. And that's one of the benefits of going through a plan is where you start to realize all the different steps that have to potentially be taken and about how long you should allow for those things. So you want to approach this phase as a project just like any other project that you have worked on in your life, except this is the most important and most valuable, impactful project you will ever work on. It's Project You. And creating a plan helps you identify all those steps that potentially you need to take along the way. And you start to realize that this part of your life actually does need and deserve some time and attention. I remember a client that I worked with a while ago who was employed. She had a great great job, actually, and she was really good at her job. But she was starting to wonder about what the next level would be for her and if she could do that and achieve that growth within her current organization or if she would have to move to uh, somewhere new. 
Then as she started considering these questions for herself, as sometimes happens, she just happened to be approached with an offer to go to a brand new role that was being created in at a new workplace. And there was quite a lot that was attractive, I guess, about this offer. It was a new start, a whole new role that she could kind of create and make her own. It was with a new organization that worked in an area that she was really passionate about. They were potentially looking at a brand refresh and starting a whole new range of products and services that were really kind of right up her alley. And it was going to be a significant pay increase. So there's a lot to be said for this great new opportunity. But there were also some things that were potential downsides. And some of them were starting somewhere new and therefore feeling like she would be needing to build her personal brand profile within the new organization and that that was going to most likely take a lot more time and energy than she was able to put in compared to where she already was, where she had already had, I guess, a bit of a strong brand perception and equity within the organization. And it was, I think, at this sort of point where she actually came to me and was working with me to help her work through actually what she really wanted, not just about these two, I guess this new job opportunity, but what she really wanted in her professional life in the short, medium and longer term. And in that, she shared that she had always just let her career kind of unfold with very little time or attention or planning put to it. And she knew that if she actually crafted a bit more of a vision and a plan, that that would help her make decisions more confidently and potentially help her to achieve what she wanted faster. As a side note, not relevant necessarily to today's episode, but just to close out this story, she did end up actually staying at her workplace, but she ended up through conversations that she was having, she ended up being offered a promotion with the current organisation, which included an even bigger pay increase than the other job would have been given her. And she ended up, I guess, opening up a whole new level of opportunities and connections within her current organisation than she ever thought would be possible or available to her. I guess the takeout is that she's an example of someone and it's very common for us to just let our career unfold. But what happens when you do that without enough thought and planning that you put in is that we are at the whim of other people, other people's priorities, other people's preferences, thoughts, their problems that they want to solve. So you putting some time and energy into planning one of the parts of your life that generally you spend more time on than any other part of your life is a worthwhile investment. Because on the flip side, when you don't have any kind of plan and you're trying to create some sort of significant change, then a couple of things can happen other than getting caught up with other people's priorities. One is that you can get really reactive, that you just get to that zone where you just want to get out. You want to jump into something new now, anything new, just get me away from here. And I know that because I've been there. But when you're in that space, you're not really giving it the time, the thought and the attention that it needs to make that move a meaningful and successful one. Another thing is that you can be actually very unfocused in your thinking if you don't have a plan or any kind of clarity. And therefore, you're most likely going to be pretty unfocused in your conversations about what you want and how you're going to make it happen with anyone that you start to, I guess, communicate with about this, which makes it even harder for you to get started or create any kind of momentum. 
Others won't be able to help you if you can't talk about what you want in a relatively clear way. And a caveat to this is you do not have to know exactly what you want in terms of a new role or even have a fully fleshed out business idea to get started. And if you don't know what you want next, then the focus of this planning stage is for you to create a plan to help you figure that out. Figuring out what you actually do want and don't want, that is the project. So in this phase, there's a couple of things that you want to work through. Firstly, you want to identify the end goal of the project. That could be just clarifying and stating, I guess, that it's getting specific um, about the sort of role or the work outcome that you want to create or do. It could be the, a side gig that you want to get moving on or progress on in a more significant way than you have been. It could be a brand new business idea that you actually want to bring to life. Or it could be, as I said a second ago, you could be you figuring out what you actually do and don't want in your next role to just suit where you're at in life right now. Because that can change over time. And that's okay. Once you've figured out that ideal sort of end goal of the project, you then want to break that down into some mini milestones between where you are now, whatever current reality is, and the end goal where you want to be. By asking yourself what smaller steps need to be taken or things need to be created or achieved to help you make progress and achieve that outcome. And that's going to be slightly different depending on what you want to do, whether you are wanting to get another job, that would have sort of a set uh, pathway, I guess, of mini milestones that might be slightly different than if you're creating a side gig or leaving a paid job to go into starting your own business. But you want to consider things like, do you need to capture your current skill set, passions, interests, and past experience that you can leverage and transfer into whatever the next level or the next phase is? You can also consider, uh, is there any training or upskilling that you need to do in order to meet certain qualifications that are required for whatever that next level is for you? Is there any kind of physical space that has to be set up or created or found? You need to consider your connections. Who is it that you already know or that you could get to know who could help you make progress or might be able to connect you with someone who could help you make progress? An example of that is another client that I worked with who was wanting to transition, I guess, from a career that she'd been in for 10, 15 years, I think, and leverage some of those skills, but in a very different industry. And that brings with it some great, exciting opportunities, but also a lot of gaps of unknown territory. And so I was able to connect her with a couple of people to have conversations with to help her find out more about this new industry, to help her figure out whether is it actually the industry that I want to work in and what are the specific roles within it? Because sometimes we can have an external perception or perspective of what we think an industry or a job might be like, but it's not until you talk with people that are in it already that you'll find out more. And that might be information that helps you really consolidate and go, yes, that's exactly what I want to do. Or, ooh, that's not quite what I thought. Either way, that's brilliant because you're starting to fill in those, those gaps of the unknown. So considering connections, mini milestones to be considered through your project plan. Another thing to consider is 
communication and who is it that needs to know about what you want to do next or even the fact that you're considering making this career change. When and how will you have those conversations? And that might be people that are in your work or industry, but it might also be people in your personal life who could either be able to help you or that they just need to be aware of what you're going through so that you're not feeling like you're tackling it all on your own. It also can be opening up some ideas of who could create some introductions or give you insights that could help you. It's also how will you talk about your skills and abilities and feel confident doing that. So there's a whole section potentially of the project plan that needs to be like creating a bit of a snapshot of the things that you've done and how you can see those transferring into a new role or a new industry or a new business if that's what it is. And you also want to consider things like your online profile. What's your online personal brand like? And are there opportunities for you to up-level that? I've had clients where they realize they haven't changed anything on their LinkedIn profile for years and they've got a really out-of-date photo that's not really appropriate for LinkedIn. And there's a lot of things that they've done that they haven't actually updated on LinkedIn. So that's an opportunity to improve your online brand. But then it's also things like, do you need to create a resume or cover letter if you're going to be applying for jobs? Or if you are going to go into business for yourself, then what are the things that you can create your online presence? Is it about creating uh, a website, a landing page? Is it a professional Facebook group? Uh, Is it LinkedIn profile? Do you need new professional photos? And there's a whole nother piece around research. How can you find out more about the options, the industries or the roles that you are considering? So I've just done a big brain dump of a whole lot of things for you to potentially consider in your planning phase. And ideally, once you've identified the, I guess, the chunks, the mini milestones along the way, you ideally want to give yourself a bit of a timeline of by when you want to tick off or achieve each milestone and the end of the project. And once you've been working on that plan, and I don't know if you ever really kind of finish it because sometimes you get in, get started with it and then you realize more things. So you just add another line, add another line. That's certainly been my experience anyway. But it's important to give yourself a bit of a timeline of by when you want to get to either each milestone and when you want to complete this project. Some people, especially if they are currently working, they give themselves a set time frame maybe six months or a year to figure out what direction they want to go, what they want to do next, what's important to them in the next move and to get it happening. And if you don't have an externally set or imposed deadline, for example, some people that I've worked with, they have a deadline because they're coming to the end of their maternity leave and so they've got a date they're meant to be returning and they're questioning, are they going to do that? How's it going to work? All those sorts of things. Other people, it might be that there's a redundancy end date approaching or if they've been working on a certain project and that's going to come to a finish. If you don't have one of those sort of externally looming deadlines, it's really good to give yourself one. And I tend to think that six to 12 months is a good time frame. Now, you may not need that long. Things might progress faster for you. But I just think it's better to give yourself a timeline to get yourself started and to achieve certain things because I guarantee that the time will just keep ticking on by and if you don't have any kind of deadline, your time will just drift. 
You will be busy with other things, which is basically prioritizing other people's priorities instead of your own. And before you know it, another year will just fly on by without you having made much of a start or made any progress in the direction that you want to go. I know lots of clients that I have worked with and am currently working with who want to work with me because, yes, they like the external perspective and the experience that I can bring and the guidance that comes with that. But also a very big part of it for a lot of the people that I work with is the accountability to get them taking some action on making a plan. They know that I'm going to be asking them about what they've progressed with, what they've clarified, what they've actioned since we last spoke. And often they share with me that it might even be the day before we're going to have a call or have a conversation before um, they realize, oh, they haven't done the thing that they said they wanted to do. And so they just get in and do it quickly because they know I'm going to ask them about it. And I know it's not always the case that that's, you know, a big part of why people work with me, but... I know that it can actually be a really effective way of getting a bit of momentum when you have an external person to guide you in making the plan and checking in on your progress. So whether that's you working with a coach or it's getting some kind of career change buddy, someone that can be checking in with you regularly, it does have a big impact when there's a deadline and there's someone external to you that's checking in on how you're going to support you along the way. Now, a couple of things to watch out for in this planning phase. One is using the planning to hide behind. And I've done that quite often in the past where I just get stuck or I stay too long in in the micro detail of planning before I actually do anything or using the planning to trip into overwhelm and not do anything. It's not good to do either of those things. This is a phase that you are supposed to move through, not stay in. Even though you might dip in and out of it, as I said, that rinse and repeat might kick in. You don't want to use this planning phase as the pretend way of saying I'm making progress. Even though the planning is important, it is part of the progress. You just want to watch for not hiding in it. You also want to watch the opposite maybe is watch out for skipping over this phase either completely or just skimming over it and just giving it a bit of thought but not really giving it enough time and attention that it deserves. And if you think of it, this is something that you spend a lot of your time doing is whatever you do for work. So don't you think that deserves a little bit of time and energy? You want to make sure that you walk out or leave this stage with a plan that has a start, a middle and an end. That's a project. It may then, depending on what your end goal was for the project, it could be that the end of that project leads into another project, but this first one finishes and then, if relevant, the next one can build on the last one and whatever clarity you got or momentum you got through the first one. So that's stage two, planning. Using what you discovered and decided in stage one to really clarify the vision of what you want, then just cracking into making a plan of how you're going to make it happen. The steps, the support that you might want to get in order to get you moving. And once you've done that, you'll be ready for stage three, which we will explore in the next episode. Now, if you are considering a change in your work life, 
especially if it's sort of a significant change to something new, either in another industry or maybe starting your own thing, then something that might help you is my new free guide, which is the top 10 in-demand skills for women making career change. This is basically my distilled summary top 10 of skills that I think will serve you well, particularly when you're wanting to transition or you know transfer into doing something quite different. So you can, if you want that, you can download it now to see which ones you think you already have and which ones you can focus on as you move through your career change and through these three phases. Now, the link where you can download that is the transitlounge.com forward slash in demand skills. And it's got in hyphen demand hyphen skills. I know I should have made the URL easier to say, but I'll include a link in the show notes for you. Now, part three of this mini series of episodes is going to be out next week, and that's the last phase. So you can listen out for that one. Until then, though, I hope this week you just get on to your planning of the most important project of your life, Project You. Have a great week. Thanks for listening to The Transit Lounge. If you liked it, please do me a favor and leave a review so I can keep doing more episodes for you. And come and say hi in the private Facebook group, The Transit Lounge, being CEO you in the business of your life. I really look forward to connecting with you there. And until then, do whatever you can to create a future that you will love through the choices you make today.